Episode 67, Go Fisher. Welcome to episode number 67 of the Adventures in Lolly Gagging podcast. Full crew tonight again. How's everybody doing? Welcome back, Ashley. Yeah. Thanks. Ashley was gone for the last two eps, mainly because the last ep ended up being a double ep because we went really long and we just mm-hmm. split it into two eps because it was so damn long. Uh, but uh, but yeah, everyone's here. Uh, so that's awesome. Uh, so anything new going on? I have a new mic. You have a new mic. Okay. And a camera so we can see your face. It's new to me anyways. Yeah, it's new to you. He had the camera last time. So this is a new mic from last time? Yep. What is it? It's a different one. The AT2035. Nice. Pretty soon we're going to be able to get Josh on stream now. So that's going to be nice. Last time we had Josh on stream, we were playing Shinobagami. And at some point in the game, I don't even know when, he was using his he was using his phone to capture his his face and it froze and no one noticed. And so when we went back when I went back to kind of like edit the the <laughs> video for release to YouTube, it was like fairly early on. And so there was a good like hour and fifteen minutes where no one noticed that Josh's head wasn't moving and he was just still yeah. the whole time, which is really great. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm not sure if you've all been following the channel on Twitch, but we've gotten a bunch more stuff up there now. We've got like an alien game going. We've got, uh, we've back to our Mutant Year Zero game. Uh, we've got some Electric Bastion games that have been coming on here and there. And I have a new game that we're going to be playing pretty soon. Uh, h- how many of you are fans of Dune? Oh, that's me. Okay, that's me. That's two. How many of you Never know would do? You don't have to read it. Did you watch any of the movies, like the David Lynch one from the eighties, or uh, or the Sci Fi Channel uh, mis- uh, miniseries from like the late nineties, early two thousands? No, I haven't. I just know my brother was a big fan of it. Okay, well, all of you, because at some point I want to play it. It'll be on stream. It'll be like one of those like filler things. So we're gonna probably play some Troika, which now has a new has a death fantasy setting, which is effectively Dune, and it's just pretty awesome. So that's the next game we're gonna kind of build up for the uh, for our weekend things in between our in between our Mutant Year Zero. Uh, the other thing uh, we should probably plug this too, since this is a Zweihander podcast, and we've been doing Zweihander for well over a year. There is a Zweihander game up on Kickstarter right now called Flames of Freedom. Yes, there is. Uh, it's running through the end of October. I can't remember the exact date when it ends, but if you're listening to this in October, uh, go on Kickstarter, look up Flames of Freedom, uh, and it's a brand new Zweihander game. Uh, it's set in during the American Revolution, so right as the American Revolution is getting ready to sort of set off, and uh, it still uses the same sort of like uh, system that Zweihander does, D100 system, same skills, same, you know, tons of different professions, but same skills, uh, a lot of the same mechanics, damage thresholds, peril thresholds, etc. It's just a slightly different setting. I've played it a bit. Melissa has now played it some as well. Uh, so uh, it's pretty fun. Like it's, it's different. It's a little different here and there, but there's a lot of nice changes that we're going to start incorporating into our own game. Yep. Yep. So, uh, in uh, in Flame to Freedom, you no longer have perilous stunts. Instead, you have what are called rough and tumble, which are kind of a simplified version of uh, of perilous stunts. It kind of shrinks down the list and gives you more options within each stunt. Uh, there's things like words, uh, war with words, words. As weapons. words as weapons. I knew it was two W's. Words as weapons, which kind of expands the range of things you can do with like 
uh, litany of hatred and and stuff like that. So like there's other other things that you can potentially do if you're not necessarily a combat focused character. Um, so it gives you more to do, which is great because there's so many professions that aren't combat focused, and this is actually giving people more things that they can do when they're not uh, as perfectly and ridiculously overtuned as say you know drunk. Uh, so not to drop any names, not to just point saying. fingers or anything. Um, <laughs> and there's coins that go back and forth. Yes, and that's the other cool thing. I don't know if we're gonna. Uh, build that in yet um because there's there's more things that coins are used for so coins kind of replaced fortune points uh but there are more things that coins are used for from a profession standpoint so different professions can actually utilize fortune points in a way so i don't think we're going to do like the back and forth so it's much more like genesis which we've played before very briefly it was a wonderful brief session where we played shadows of beanstalk a long time ago uh, and uh, you got like constant ebb and flow of like story points, basically. So lots of cool little changes. We're going to be incorporating some of those here uh, because I just like them and they fit because the, both of mm-hmm. the games are compatible with each other. So uh, so anyway, go check that out. If you're interested in Zviander and you want to back some such uh, some stuff, you got a couple weeks left. Uh, so lots of different things. Uh, and with that, let's get to our game. So Ashley wasn't here. So I'm going to expect one of you all or all of you all to fill in Ashley because she didn't listen to the last two episodes because she hates our podcast and refuses to to listen to it. Oh, uh, you uh, you all need to. Out of the rest of them, I've listened to the most episodes. Melissa, I think is got not be. Melissa's excluded. Right. Thank you. I was gonna say, and I have to fight you for that. I don't think <laughs> Long knows that we're recording a podcast. <laughs> Pretty I feel like sure. I should go last because I'll just jump to the end like always. This yeah, is just so. a video of me playing right this now. This is just a video of long play. He just like recorded. Yeah. Uh, so fill in Ashley because like the last time Ashley was here, uh, this is back in episode 65. Emily was once again taken, this time by a bunch of bear riders. And she was brought back to this like kind of crater area where a bunch of bear folk, not bear people, but people who like raised bears and tried to domesticate bears marauders of some type uh, had kept her prisoner so explain to her what went down in that ep. well long had like a great plan of how we infiltrated it what was it again it was, yeah that was like, we were trying like, to come up a way to go into this crater where they held you and there's outposts where we waited for the angle of the sun to set so we could use that as the skies to move in okay and that actually worked pretty well because you were able to sneak up to one of the guard towers effectively uh, without them seeing you. And then you were able to take them out pretty quickly without much without much trouble because it was uh, at that point it was like 4v3, if I recall. So Yes, I was. Yeah, we took them out, but the I'm next thing we were discovered <laughs> from an awareness crit fail. That was also me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So they started coming up the switchback, which we had to think quickly. I think Erve shot an arrow in one of the bears down below to cause chaos. Right in the ass. And by using that's that distraction, sad. we just lowered ourselves down by rope into the crater. And once Very we, cool. I think we we're going towards the caves, the bears started attacking, what's his name? The old man. The old man. Maurice. Maurice. That's what some people call me, at least. Mm-hmm. Some people call you other things. Some people call you Space Cowboy. Wasn't there like some big dude chasing us on a huge bear? Yes, there like was. full armor or something? Yeah, some big dude. Yeah. Uh, mechanically, you, you have Was that the one I was supposed similar. to marry? No. I don't know. You kept, you kept saying that, not me. I'd never, was, I'd never said you were getting married. Oh, I wouldn't go down that. That's a, 
that's a scary, scary path to travel. Um, okay. What, uh, what else happened? There was, uh, people trying to be sneaky into a cave and a bear knocked over Maurice. Like we were talking about, mm-hmm. I stayed to try and, you know, protect the old man who was healing me the other day and the other ones who are more sneaky kept going and they ran into somebody and kept them from screaming if i remember correctly so it was like sort of kind of sneaky yeah yes even instead of was, a chokehold it was a hand over the mouth hold even though it was a failed sneaky test it turned into still being sneaky mm-hmm. and then i i murdered the bear as it ran away and it was really sad because the bear had lived his entire life in captivity and was being abused and you just murdered it that's fine oh did you, you got some corruption for that some skin some skin no. they didn't have time to skin anything this is this <laughs> no is... no no this is not a leisurely jaunt yeah okay. and, and then while i was fighting things they were inside like murdering people letting all the prisoners go giant bonfire happens people start killing each other like they got limbs hanging off blood everywhere they're still just going at it yeah before that happened i think one of the rooms had he was a cultist i guess or a priest of this weird spooky shrine. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we took him out, that's when the fires started flaring up and people just started killing each other. Got crazy. Oh, and he died. Like, bloodlust happened, I guess? Uh, Something like that. I mean, like... Something happened. Things went sure. a little... There things, was an well, effect. They didn't really stay around and do a whole lot of investigating. They just were going in. They had a mission. Like, get Emily. Don't really explore... Yeah. Don't look at the cool things that maybe Jeff put in there. Don't maybe learn some of the backstory, all kinds of, you know, the flavorful shit. Like, let's just get her and go. Like, this is all it really was. I think that's the first time that's ever happened where we went That's and like did when something. you sent dad to the grocery store to get something. And, you know, instead of him being like, oh, we could use this for dinner. No, forget that. He gets the one thing you put on the list and he's gone. Something like I got that. you. I got you. So uh, how did it end? How, how, what, was, what did we end on? So we can transition right into the start of this up. Success that we all made it back up the top of the uh, canyon. Yep. There's a little chase thing yep. that we did, yep. right? Little chase mm-hmm. scene. You managed to get away. Um, you also uh, you also not only rescued Emily, but you rescued some other folks as well. So there were other people that were in cages. You got them loose. And so that's where we'll pick up now as everybody. Uh, we'll, we're, it's nighttime. Um, I think it's nighttime because I don't think we 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 stayed too long. I think it was just you got away. Most of you would know. You were the last one to, to edit that. Um, I'm pretty sure. Well, no, because the, the sun went down. Yeah, and but, so we definitely had the we, we have lost all of the sunlight. Right. I, I don't think you all fires. Were I don't think up. you all camped out for the night, though. No, we, we had okay. we were going to go back to the horses. So this is what we'll do. We'll have we'll, we'll no, I'm going to assume you picked up your horses. Uh, how about somebody roll a survival test to try to figure out a good place to camp? Um, like how or how good of a camp? Because you could probably just use where you like the little depression where you hit your horses. But uh, first roll and roll an assist. Okay. Um, am I still incapacitated, Jeff? Uh, nope. You were running around. So what would you bump me up to? Imperiled. Okay. That's a good assist. Oh, well, you got the same. <laughs> okay. uh, Airvey rolled. I got a 27. The assist I was a 2, so we're definitely at a 27. Okay. I needed a 54. So you managed to find... Uh, you managed to do a good job in this little... This, it's just a dis- depression, like a little... Just depression in the snow. And there's a couple little you know, clumps of, of stone and ice and such that allow you to give you some break from the wind and to obscure a little bit. And you can also use them to hide behind and scout and pay attention. But you're farther enough away. Um, 
you can you can't really see any more of the crater from here uh, as you've kind of peered away. And plus, it's got a little bit dark. Wind's kind of kicking up. Um, there's all of you, and we'll say six other folks uh, that you managed to recover from the cages within the uh, uh, the Bear Marauder uh, campment, and um, you can choose to stay here. It's well defended. You can choose to push on if you want to push on, uh, but it is nighttime and your decision. Mm, I probably want to stay here and uh, help bind everyone's wounds. Okay. I think, well, who's all hurt other than me? I had to use a fate point, I think, last time. Yes, you did. You got uh, viciously mauled by a bear. You did indeed. Almost yeah, almost killed him. It was great. Would have killed him. Yeah, I got oh, beat gosh. up a bit as well. Yeah, and also, I think you took an, a, a, your final allowable chaos permanent yeah, chaos I'm, rank I'm right? maxed out one more chaos rank from him and that's it he's done like he's just yeah so he's he's at the max he's got to be a goody two shoes can't be take can't be like oh i'm just gonna take a laudanum and then you get two corruption and then i roll a one and then you're just f <laughs> man you're just f'd so you can't take any chances anymore um so you see you see i almost called you rengetsu you see uh the hell is your character's hand? Hubert over here, kind of babbling a little <laughs> bit in the dark. And uh, too many games, too many games. And plus, like, whenever we resume, a lot of us go ahead and we put our names in the Zoom so, like, we keep track of stuff of characters, like, because we're all looking at Zoom and we play. Uh, all right, so you sleep out for the night. Do you want to bandage? Are you looking to bandage before you go to bed? Is that what you're looking to do, Maurice, so that you can possibly get another one tomorrow? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Uh, are you rolling yourself? Uh, might as well. Okay, kick it up a difficulty step because you're doing it yourself, but you can take. I'll a, just do extended, so I'll keep it. What seriously is that? Uh, uh, seriously is standard. So it's challenging, grievous, seriously standard, moderately is is a routine. And I'll take time so it'll cancel out the. And it'll just stay standard. Thing. That's Although, a fail. That's a fail. Uh, we do have is it? six. Try that again. Okay, so you went ahead and burnt right, the yeah. first. Okay. Uh, all right. Anybody else are you looking to heal? Are you going to heal Hubert as well? Might as well. If he'll like allow me. First, so it becomes a serious one. Wow, you okay. are going to pop Linus it. Linus talked about this. You are. Oh, my <laughs> God. Okay. Take your two corruption because of your, your trait there. And then go ahead and roll. I'll uh, take time again. So routine. What's what are you at? Seriously. Seriously. And then it'll be yeah, it'll be routine because it's on somebody else. All right. Twenty. Okay. You nice. good? Nice. Okay. So you go to bed. Everyone rests. You work out some sort of wash rotation. Um, at some point during the night, like all of you are kind of awoken by the sound of like screaming back in the direction of the the marauder camp you can hear the sounds of like uh, of just sort of utter chaos just ringing through the night you look over you see that there is a, a glow coming from the crater area like at least probably about a mile to the east uh it happens to be a fairly clear night it's heavily he- winds winds are heavy but there's no real snow tonight and you can kind of see this this dull glow erupting up from where the crater was uh, as if like the fires have spread. Nothing really seems to get too close to your camp, however. So, you, you know, you don't feel too much endangered, but you know that this is not a place that you're probably going to want to stay too too long. And eventually morning does come and you all can go ahead and reset your peril. 
to imperiled. Uh, we're going to treat it as imperiled. We're not going to go all the way up just simply because you're so in close proximity to some danger. Uh, when the morning does come, you can see that the clouds have begun to uh, to circulate. It's gotten a little bit dark. You can imagine there's probably going to be snow later today uh, and some heavy winds. You have these six other people with you, some of whom uh, you might have recognized at one point or another, those of you who have spent time in various Umbetnor fortresses. Um, maybe not. Maybe not. None of you are probably friends with them, but you, you might have happened to happen past them in the halls. Uh, but uh, but they're getting ready. They're sort of kind of talking amongst themselves, and, and they're thinking about heading down southward back to the Fell Rocks, to the Shattered Peak, finding a way back in. Uh, some of them are, are are injured, but not to the point where they're fatal. Uh, and they'll take they're taking care of themselves. Don't worry about burning your bandages, Josh. Um, but unless there's something specific you want from them, they'll they're just going to sort of bid you bid you good luck. And they're going to bail. No, just bid them safe travels okay. back to the Fall Rocks. Did they know about the, what was it, like, grave site where they pinned up all those bodies? Uh, Yeah, I mean, they've, like, if you talk to them, like, they'll mention it. Like, a, a couple of them passed it themselves. A um, few of them might have had friends that got posted up on there. So they're they're oh, aware okay. of it, yeah. Um, Emily would probably just warn them to keep an eye open for survivors because even if we don't survive, if we get anybody to escape, they'll have to have some place to go. Okay. You, oh, you mean from like rescuing the people in the wagons or something? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Erevay would ask them, um, you know, how long they had been there um, and if they were able to, um, you know, like if they knew what types of kind of rituals or whatever was going on there. Um, with that kind of shaman type guy. The one who was there the longest was only there three days. So everyone was there for a fairly short period of time. And at some point they, there was a lot of, there was, there was human sacrifice or, or ritualistic sacrifice that went down. And so some of the people who were there the longest were probably the next on deck. And so they're especially uh, grateful that they are now free. Okay. Uh, and they could probably describe the fact that there were others who were there earlier. Um, Oof. Something that they do. Uh, and that they describe how there was something further into the caves, uh, but they don't know what. But they heard, they saw people getting dragged off and never came back. And there was a kind of a strange priestly looking person in a robe uh, of like skins and, and fur and not much else who would come by every now and then and just sort of mutilate. Just begin like a, a ritualistic mutilation of whoever they were preparing for their next sacrifice. And that sounds like the individual that we killed in the cave room, the upstairs room. Yeah. 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 I mean, like Gross. dumb luck, but you guys did manage to sort of stop some bad stuff that was going on there. Uh, they don't have a whole lot of intelligence beyond that. So since they were captives and, and locked away sure. in a specific sure. section of that little outpost and they didn't get to explore it fully, but they did mention all that. Okay. I would want to know, uh, like, where they got captured. Was it up this way, or was it past the Fell Rocks, or? Uh, so a couple of different things. So they're not all from the same group. So this, all six of them. You'll say one of them will point to a specific uh, Umbat Nor lookout post that's further to the north that fell uh, recently. Um, it's probably the northernmost outpost, like on the flatland area, and that there was kind of overrun, and they were in it when that happened and they have spent the past few weeks just trying to like 
hide and move and hide and move to try to work their way back. Um, another was doing just a basic ranging uh, from one to the next. Another actually references that they were heading to the coast for a specific uh, specific assignment uh, and is kind of a little little secretive about what that assignment is. But knowing from you know from where you all came from, Maurice especially, you can kind of infer or intuit, I should say, from from that where they were going. Uh, so there's like, yeah. yeah, there's like, there's like three or four different groups here, uh, specifically where they captured none of them from the fell rocks themselves. Okay. Is the one that was headed to the coast planning to continue on to the coast? Uh, they will eventually, they're going to return with the group staying together makes the most sense and then work out a better way. Cause they actually were moving over there with five total people, uh, and got intercepted along the way. Okay. Arave would kind of fill them in on what just happened when we were over there. So kind of let them know, like we were just there, we know what's going on and you know, here's the crazy things that happened while we were there. Okay. Not our fault. Okay. Not at all. Promise. Yeah. Yeah. We're all guile test because it was your fault. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. You're fine. What? It was your fault. Story. Come on. <laughs> drop the spoilers. <laughs> you guys didn't realize Maurice is like the big bad. You're going to fight him in the end. <laughs> And you're going to kill him because he sucks. His stats are terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Josh, Josh rolled some terrible stats for his character. Um, I like right. it, though. I know. I do, it's too. A challenge. I, think it's, I think it's great. Uh, all right. So if that's all, they will, once again, thank you profusely. They'll give over names and such. So you'll have some context if and when you ever do go back to strong, you know, some of the fortresses and such in the mountains. And they'll bid you adieu. And by by like mid-morning, because everyone got it really early because you know that it's time to go. Uh, by mid-morning, they're already starting to, to truck southward because they have to walk. You still have your your animals if you want to use them. You do notice the, you know, it's getting colder and such, uh, but you keep your animals. And what do you want to do? I'm going to walk over to Maurice and hand him a bandage and ask for his help with some wounds I have. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can do that, of course. What tier yet? Lightly wounded. Oh yeah, it's an automatic. Oh, that's a freebie. Yep. Just gotta burn the bandage. You're good to go. I don't even need to use the extra one, right? Um. Uh, well, actually, no. That's a good point. What does it? What does it say for your trait? They're uh drunk. I think. I think drunk. Whenever you are treated with the heal skill, a caregiver suffers an additional negative twenty percent chance base to succeed. Unless they spend an additional bandage. Okay, yeah. Since it automatically succeeds, yeah. I don't know. That's how, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would nice. agree with that. Just the one bandage. In. I will, uh, Maurice will thank Drunk yet again for the, the clutch save back <laughs> with those bears. You, you uh, keep healing me up and I'll keep you safe. Nice. So, that's a good plan. All right. Uh, so you all are still a ways from the western sides of the Fell Rock, which is the path up which the uh, whatever kind of wagon party with whatever kind of marauding group from Burdum might might be there. Um, so you're got a ways to go still, trekking, you know, trekking across this relatively flat tundra with periodic periodic sights and sounds. Um, so what's the plan? You just want to go? Just want to move? Is there anything else anyone's doing before we trek? I believe the plan would be just to continue west. Yeah, I think we're ready. Let's get a navigation test. Wish I could do alchemy stuff, but you need a freaking laboratory to do anything. Yeah, you do. It's like, ah, oh, come on. 
It's too bad. Mm-hmm. It's a shame there's not some sort of like alchemy kit or whatever that can kind of let you do it on the run or on the road yeah. at maybe like a, a stiffer penalty, but still let you do it. Maybe we should just go ahead and say we're going to treat that as let's make that your um, iconic trapping. Okay. We'll say you have an all like a a, a travel alchemy kit of some kind. Just put alchemy kit, and then we'll say a big backpack or something. Yeah, out. (laughs) Yeah, and it'll it'll increase the difficulty of anything like doing it there as opposed to doing it in a lab will increase the difficulty by one step. So whatever would have been standard. Uh, difficulty in a normal lab will be challenging, but you can still do it. Nice. Cool. That's pretty it. cool. Awesome. Thank you. No problem. So we got the oh, navigation. Yeah. So you have stuff you can do at some point, especially yeah. the morning and the night. So if, if there's anything you wanted to roll, just go ahead and roll it uh, while I sort of narrate the navigation here. So, uh, Arave, you get scouting out in front. Yeah, that was a success. I rolled a three, needed a 64. Okay. So you start heading uh, outward westward as best you can and you you do kind of feel a little exposed because there's there's not a ton of vegetation you, you see the the remnants of like old icy forests that don't really seem to be intact any further you see periodic uh outcroppings and hills and and, and explosions of rock but there's really not a ton. Like, so you're frequently in like these wide expanses of just empty snow and ice covered terrain. Mm-hmm. Now, the bright side is that it's not particularly taxing physically on you all in that you're not having to climb or whatever, but it is trudging through snow. And so your feet are constantly dipping down beneath the snow if you're walking. And if it's not, it's your horses that are doing it. And that's kind of wearing them down from time to time. Um, and it's also freezing. It's colder up here than it ever was down by Verdum. For those of you who spent time there, uh, there's really nothing to break the wind. Uh, like you're constantly getting hit by these cold gusts. And so most of the day is just spent like with your skin in your face, just getting beat up by cold, icy wind. Snow eventually starts to fall sometime afternoon and the wind begins to kick up. As you're walking uh, and traveling forward, um, Erve, you're out in front. You, um, you're kind of just a few yards ahead of everybody, or maybe a dozen yards ahead, and you can see that Erve is as out a ways on this like really long, flat expanse. You see absolutely nothing in any direction for at least a mile. Uh, those of you who are behind and in the group with all the horses, you hear this sudden cracking, this this rumbling. And it's at that point that you look down and you can see that a, a fissure has begun to form underneath the feet of your, your horses and begins to pull apart the earth and it radiates outward in the direction of Arave as well. Uh, I need everyone to roll a challenging coordination test, except for Arave. You can do it at standard. You're not part of the group. So challenging for everybody, standard for Arave. That is going to be like a tree falling over. Not the earth splitting in two. That's, I know, that's way worse. Wow, that's a fail. What? (laughs) I did it. Maurice. <laughs> Holy crap. Maurice needed a 19. Oh my God. And rolled a three. Oh nice. I got a two. All right. I got two fails. 
and three successes. All right. So Maurice and uh, and Emily, maybe they're in the back, whatever it is, or maybe they're in the middle, and they kind of notice at last. Everyone very quickly and deftly either kind of dives off their horses and tumbles away or manages to steer their horses to the side. However, Emily and and Drunk are not are not as lucky as they kind of their their horses jerk and twist and buck them off and they just go tumbling down as this huge fissure opens up and ice and snow just swoops them down and the rest of you are scrambling as best you can to get to the sides uh, and to stay on sort of even terrain. You can see that the fissure begins to open up wider and wider until it's probably about 30 yards across, maybe even more. And it's got almost a perfectly vertical sheer drop. When you look down, those of you who didn't fall, you do not see Emily and Dronk. Emily and Dronk, you are both going to take uh, some peril. Uh, you're going to take uh, 12 points of physical peril. And as you're tumbling and tumbling, you're reaching out, trying to grab whatever you can. You, maybe you grab a rock only for that rock to come loose, or you reach out and you grab a, a stick of ice only for it to break as you fall. And your world is just suddenly white as you are covered and buried beneath this this avalanche, this falling of snow, and you are currently suffering from suffocation rules. Uh, so what are your what are your brawn bonuses? Ten. Uh, my BB is eight. Okay. Now the way suffocation basically works is that you all have you can kind of breathe for as many you can you kind of hold your breath for as many minutes as your as your brawn bonus. So you all can absolutely ridiculously hold your breath for eight to ten minutes. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I'm going to say that that it's that's we're going to abstract that because that sounds stupid. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I'll nonetheless, take a short rest before we go. Down. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take a nap and I'm going to make myself a sandwich. Uh, but the two of you are, are buried beneath and kind of immobile. Now, the rest of you are up on the top of this fissure and you're looking down. And again, half of you are on like the northern side, half of you are on the southern side, and you can see that Aravate continues to radiate this like this little fissure continues to radiate westward past you and you can just watch it as it's just ripping and ripping and ripping and ripping and it's creating this long kind of canyon when you look down it's like super super deep they fell dozens and dozens of yards and honestly if they weren't part of this falling snow and ice if they just took that fall without there being kind of a a, a more gradual slide down they probably just they might just they might have honestly just died from the fall but you can't see them at all. Uh, and so... And this canyon is kind of widening as it goes? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's going further and further eastward, meaning it's it's widened to about 30 yards across uh, from the north to the south side. And it hasn't actually stopped as it continues to travel westward. Like you're, like, you're looking, you're looking, you're looking. And you look down and you can't see Jock or Emily. So what are the those of you who haven't fallen down beneath the slow snow trying to do to help them uh first things first uh how are the horses doing where are they at i'm gonna say that there are two horses that were on them they managed to get out from underneath they they bolted away and emily and, and drunk just maybe weren't holding tightly enough or weren't balanced enough to stay on on the horse so the horses are okay 
they're freaking out and they're running away. Uh, but you can chase them down if you want. So we can. So if that's what if that's what Maurice could do, we can task Maurice with saying he's going and taking care of the horses. Uh, I forgot. I don't actually have handle animal. Yeah, you're not bear <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's a very yeah. bear response. So you have two horses that are running free. They're precious. Arave has handle animal, but she is on the wrong side of the canyon. It's imagine an east to west running line. You managed to just get onto one side of the canyon, like either on the north okay, or on your side. We're all on the same side. Okay. Um, I'll try to grab the horses. Okay. So you could, so you'll task yourself with chasing those down. What are the other two doing? What are you tasking yourselves with? So Maurice and Hubert, you don't see them. You do not see them below. I want to stress that. You have no idea whether they're okay. No idea where they landed at all. You just know that they, I mean, it was just too chaotic. I mean, you had, it was everything you could do just to save yourself. But you look down, you see dozens and dozens of yards below. They're not there. There's just a pile. Um, roll an awareness test. No good. Yeah, you don't see them at all. Um, you do notice that on one side of the, the fissure, there's like a kind of a large cave opening that, that opened up about, about 40 yards to the west, just past, uh, just short of where Arave was, let's say. Um, or he's like to find a spot to tie a rope and climb down. Okay. Uh, so you find a spot to tie a rope. Go ahead and roll an athletics test to climb down. Um, I'm going to make it challenging since it's a fairly slip, slippery climb. It's mostly ice or icy rock. Got it by one. You're, wow. You're, you're rolling amazing. Absolutely able to climb down. And, and so you climb down about, put it about 50 yards or so downward. You've got this icy snow and rock and all over the place. No Just clear signs. Digging around, trying to find where they're at. Maybe like poke with the not sharp end of my okay. uh, spear. See if I hit anything. Pull it out and it's covered in blood. No. Wait. Um, <laughs> uh, Hubert, what are you doing? Uh, I think I'll support Maurice here. I'll just follow him after. Okay. Roll the last athletic test. Same deal. So you climb down. Form a great formation. You guys rolled yeah, the same thing. Nice you guys roll. both rolled 32. <laughs> so both of you climb down and you're doing, you're both of you are doing the same thing. Um, all right. Uh, and then inside... Uh, the snow, you guys, Emily and Drunk, you have no idea how deep you are. Uh, you have no idea necessarily what the hell just happened, uh, but you've gotten kind of beaten up from the snow here. Uh, and you're kind of looking around. There's not a whole lot of space. You feel freezing as you're just completely compacted in snow. Uh, you can feel that there's scrapes and bruises, and you can see bits of your own blood. There's very little light down here at all. Just like a just a little little bit from like whatever uh whatever tiny little fraction of uh of light can kind of refract through the various ice and snow. Uh what are the two of you thinking of trying to do? Do I have any way of knowing which way is up or down? I don't know, you tell me. How would you try to figure that out? Uh to try and dig at the snow in front of my face and see which way it goes if I make any loose spot. Okay. So you start digging at the snow in front of your face and it just sort of doesn't fall, doesn't move. You think you're you think you're you're face down right now. Then I would uh turn the other direction and try and dig my way out. Okay. Uh so go ahead and because you're super tightly compacted, all that kind of stuff, go ahead and roll a hard athletics test. That is a fail. Yeah, you try to twist and turn, and you're able to do it. This is a fail-forward situation. 
uh, you're absolutely able to do it. It just takes a long time, uh, as is what this is, because there is a timer on this, and I'm keeping track. Uh, Emma Lee, what are you doing? Um, she'd probably make like an air pocket in front of my face and do some uh, the similar thing to see where the snow falls, but give me some space to breathe, you know? As a... Uh... Emily have like different attachments for her hands or a shovel you can switch to or something. <laughs> Would that be cool? A drill bitch. <laughs> Just get right back up. You are head down, feet up. Oh god. You're like vertically buried down deep. Uh, and you also can feel something very, very sharp uh, pressing up against your back. Oh god. Okay. Um, I would probably try and like shimmy my body like i'm in quicksand okay so i can because it's probably pretty compacted but try and loosen all the snow around myself to mm-hmm. get myself either on my knees or at least somewhat vertical okay uh roll that same athletic test that i asked drunk to make so hard roll for wiggling yeah can i would like a wiggle roll jeff mm-hmm. that's what this is athletics yeah okay. oh god um there's a timer. I would like to spend a point, please. Please go right ahead to do so, yeah. So that's another misfortune point. Ugh. Okay, 90. I still fail. Okay, so you, um, yeah, you managed to get yourself free, but you can feel whatever that sharp object is in your back just literally cutting into your back. Like, you can feel it slashing away at your clothes, and you can feel that they've kind of been torn through. And moments later, you can feel the cold press of ice against your skin. Oh, God. But you are able to start shimmying and kind of moving a little bit. I'm going to die. Up on the surface, Erevé, you go chasing after these horses. You find one. Uh, Go ahead and roll a handle animal to see if you're able to mollify it and get it to listen to what it is that you want it to do. This we'll call this standard. We'll call this Emily's. Yeah, standard's fine. That is a crit success. That is a crit success, absolutely. So we'll say, I'll go ahead and carry that crit success over to the next one. So I'll just I'll say that you don't have to roll when you hunt down the next horse, and so you can kind nice. of get a free success in the next one. We'll treat it that way. All right, I got two horses. Okay. So Hubert and uh, and Maurice are stabbing away with really sharp swords uh, at the ice and looking for ways to just kill Emily and Drunk. Um, uh, the two of you, uh, hear something you hear the sound of kind of a, a feminine voice begin to like waft in the air. Uh, it's distant, it's muted. Uh, it sounds, uh, yeah, it, it sounds familiar. You're not sure if it's Emily, but it sounds familiar. Uh, what do you want to do? Try and pinpoint it down. So where it's coming from. Okay, roll roll an eavesdrop test. Standard's fine. Not quite. Okay. All you can really kind of get an an idea on is it's coming westward, but that's about it. You can't really pinpoint it any more than that. So you and and Maurice hop down on kind of like the eastern starting point of this fissure, and and then it kind of extended well to the west, uh, and you know it's somewhere deeper down into the fissure. What would you like to do, Maurice? Yeah, before uh, he goes and checks that out, uh, he's going to turn to Hubert. He's going to go, pardon me for a minute. Uh, My bladder ain't quite what it used to be. I need to take a leak so he could turn the other way. (laughs) Try and melt some snow by peeing on it. 
Oh. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Okay. I like your creativity. Uh, go ahead and roll 2d6s there, Maurice. 2d6s. All right. Okay. One and a five. You, you are slowly but surely melting some ice with your urine. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm old, all right? They don't have depends. Yeah. And there's like... It's like it's like it's like a stream for like two seconds and then it stops, and then it goes again He's and then like, it stops. Yeah. Come on! And then it goes again and it stops, <laughs> and then it stops for a really long time. Then he talks to it and then it goes again. Then you hear him zip back up, and then he's like, "Oh god, dang it!" And then he zips back down and goes back to it. It's very much like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, so then you can task yourself with doing something as well, Hebrew. What would you like to do? Yeah, I'll let him do his thing, and I'll go further to where the voice is coming from. Okay. Yeah. So you just continue to walk west. Um, now, as you do, you can see like the the sides of the fissure are kind of sloped at the very bottom because you can see where there's all manner of snow and ice have dropped, but you manage to walk through it just fine. Uh, and you get a little further away, and you're pretty confident that it seems to be coming from that cave that opened up from the fissure. And you still can't quite pinpoint what it's saying. Disappointed you didn't want to assist me. You did tell him to turn it around. This is true. Never mind. You weren't like, here, man, hold this, will you? <laughs> um, okay, so inside and buried beneath, Drunk and Emily, both of you have managed to shimmy a little bit. You can start to, you can already start to feel yourselves getting a bit on the lightheaded side. Uh, what would you like to do? I want to try and displace as much snow as I can to try and get some sort of a air gap and uh, see if that like opens up it easier for me. So I want to move back and forth and left and right to make it to where okay. it's easier for me to possibly go somewhere instead of being trapped where I can't move at all. Yeah. You wiggle around. I'm not going to make you re-roll athletics. You wiggle around a bit, but every time you clean out like a spot, some other snow just falls down somewhere else in your little capsule. So it's like you feel like you're you're fairly deep underneath. Um, so you, uh, yeah, you're you're starting to get probably a little panicked at this point. That every time you 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 scrape away some aspect, it'll fall on you, but then you get covered, and then more will just sort of collapse underneath the new the new hole that you managed to to open up uh then i would try and like make enough space for me to scream as loud as i can then okay if, so you start I, screaming. if that's yeah no no yeah you can do that emily what would you like to do uh i want to see if i can like get my hand up and at least like wave something like if i'm okay remember you are uh inverted vertical your head is down your feet are up I wasn't able to flip. Oh, hell no. (laughs) No, no, not at all. (laughs) You were able to wiggle, (laughs) which gave you a little bit of room to move her side to side. But no, flipping completely like that. No, no, no. no. Okay. Uh... You have a little bit of space to work with, kind of like what Dronk had, but... I don't know, because screaming would use up more oxygen. Possibly. Who knows what devious things might happen. Uh, what's this thing that's in my back? If you want to try to, you can try to like twist and turn around and you can see that it's just this really sh- large shard of kind of I- of ice, you think? It's hard to really tell. 
you reach out, you can kind of turn a little bit and reach your hand back uncomfortably and grab it, and it's kind of slick. And so you think it's just a, a big shard of ice. Uh, can I, like, punch it? Okay, yeah. So you can reach back and punch. I want to see if maybe if I start breaking something and it causes a reaction. Okay. Um, I'm going to say roll it, roll it challenging. It's hard to really get your arm, the full motion mm-hmm. of your arm to punch, so make it challenging. And I fail. Yeah, you... you, you punch away at it it just doesn't seem to want to break maybe is it's it making any noise yeah though? it is yeah okay. you can hear it you can hear the sounds of the thud of your your danger fist against the whatever this might be yeah okay, okay. up on the surface airway you're able to track down the second horse and because of the crit i'm just going to say you have now your horse that you're riding and the two horses you're good to go uh then we have hubert who is walking towards the cave uh hearing the sound of the you know, so it sounded that that distant woman, vo- womanly voice, and then we see, uh, still peeing. We see Maurice. Uh, what do the two of you want to task yourselves with doing? Uh, this time, I'll try and poke around in a different spot. Okay. Can I do the same thing again? Uh, do you have more urine? No. <laughs> I then poke around with my spear, fire hardened spear. Go ahead and roll two d six. All right. Okay. You keep poking around. Still nothing. Occasionally, you you hit something hard that your spear won't actually go through. You realize there's there's definitely some rock that's caught up in here as well. Uh, Hubert, what are you doing? See if I can find any of their belongings, maybe flung around. Okay, uh, you've you've rearranged yourself now from when you last rolled your awareness test. So go ahead and roll another one. Standard's fine. Ooh, great success. Okay, uh, let's see. I'll fifty fifty this. Um, one two three. It'll be Emily. Okay, it's Dronk. Dronk, what is one very noticeable item? Probably one of your weapons, maybe. My giant military lance? Yeah, I'll say... Yeah, that makes sense, because Hubert's got one, too, I think. So, Hubert, you see Dronk's lance lying about 10 yards southeast of where you're standing. I'll shout out. I think he's over here, and then I'll rush over there. Okay, yeah. Um, And you start, what, digging? Yeah, I'll just claw at the snow. Okay, fair enough. Um... And then inside, uh, and I'll also say because of the crit success, uh, you hear the sounds of drunk shouting, and you you think you're in the right area. Uh, and then in the inside the ice, is there anything else that you want to do, uh, drunk or Emily? Do you feel yourself starting to really get a little I wanna, lightheaded? I want to think back and try and focus my mind and think if there's any training or anything that I was told by anybody. In my past, of the best way to handle a situation like this, roll survival. Try and uh, maybe calm down a little bit because I'm starting to really panic. Yeah, roll survival test. At what? Uh, standard's fine. That's a fail. Uh, I think you remember something about sticking your head between your own legs and kissing your ass goodbye. Something, something like that. Some, some <laughs> oh, vague, nice. vague reference like that. Um, Roll an, aware- roll, roll an awareness test or an eavesdrop test, whatever one you prefer. Uh, I think actually eavesdrop because it'll be sound. So roll eavesdrop. Sure. It's dark where eavesdrop. you're at. Nobody told him the trick to pee in the snow. Oh, you I succeed. You hear something above you. So you've tried to rotate a little bit and you're like you managed to rotate. So you're now looking up sort of. Um, you can't see anything yet, but you can definitely hear someone scuffling I'm keep, around i'm gonna keep making noise okay all right and at that point you start to realize that you're having trouble breathing uh and you can go ahead and take 14 points of physical peril uh emily 
What do you want to do? I want to try and make the air pocket around my face bigger. Okay. So you just want to like move your head around a bit. Yeah. See if I can like get an, a hand up by my face so I can start like maybe like scooching. Yeah. I, no roll needed. I think you could do that easily enough. Yeah. No problem. Okay. Um, unfortunately, you don't hear anybody near you. Nope. Okay. I'm going to die. Uh, no, you're okay. I'll, you actually, you're actually doing okay. Um, but you have a lower BB, don't you? Yep. So you are going to take 17 points of physical peril. My BB's eight. Yep. That's what I realized. The reason I accelerated drunk is a, a, a turn is because he screamed and burned some air. And then with you, it's just, you have a lower BB than he does. So you're basically on the same tier. Okay. I'm at ignore two. Okay. You don't want to go to incapacitated. Um, all right. So, Arave, at this point, you've returned to where, like, the fissures. And you can see that Hubert and uh, and Maurice are down there. Hubert's digging. Maurice is, like, just peeing everywhere for some reason. You're not really sure what the hell's going on. He's stabbing stuff and then peeing. Uh, you're pretty high up. What do you want to do, Arave? You can see that they've left, they've left their horses nearby. I just want to try to secure the horses. Um, yeah together um, and then see if I can climb down to assist. Okay. Go ahead and roll athletics to climb down. Um, Hubert, you continue to dig and eventually, drunk, you can hear the sounds of shuffling ice and moments later, you see you see a little bit of light just pierce down into you, like kind of around your stomach area so you can kind of see your stomach illuminate. Hubert, as you're looking down, you can see the belly of your new ogre friend uh, kind of heaving and you can know that he's alive and you can hear and so you can start continuing to dig it's going to take you another a couple minutes to clear him free but you've found one of them nice i'll keep helping them okay slap his belly to know i'm here all right uh and maurice where was uh emily like in her little caravan was she like ahead of drunk or behind him uh the two of them were probably the furthest um in the back mm-hmm. But you're not sure if they were right next to each other. Since you were ahead of them, you probably didn't look at them recently to see how close they were to each other. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go kind of by drunk and like put my head against the snow, see if I can hear anything. Okay. Eavesdrop test. Roll that eight. Okay. Um, you, you listen really carefully, and you hear the sound of shuffling ice and such, but you don't hear Emily screaming or anything like that. You don't hear anything you uh you hear a little bit of drunk whose voice is now become a little bit louder because now there's a hole that's accessing him but yeah you're not really sure maybe when i can i'll just try poking around this area two d sixes yeah still nothing uh inside uh drunk you're okay uh you can you can aid in your own your own relief as you're starting to shuffle and move stuff around so you're fine uh, Emily, however, you, uh, you're going to take nine points of physical peril as you can feel <gasps> it's getting harder and harder to breathe. Okay. Okay. Uh, Erve, you're now down on the surface with them. Uh, you can see Hubert is, is digging up what looks to be drunk. Uh, there's still no signs of, of Emily, unfortunately. Uh, I just want to try to look around and see if I can find anything that was Emily's. Awareness test. Uh, that's a fail. Okay. Do you want to reroll anything? Um. Yeah, I've got a fifty-four, so it's a decent chance. Okay. 
and we did just save her the last two episodes, so did let's you? keep her. Did you? And as usual, I rolled higher on the reroll. Nothing. Can't find her. Uh, Hubert, you're you're busy, uh, so you're good. You and Hub- you and uh, Drunk are, are taken care of. You guys know that it's just a matter of time, but you're going to get drunk out, no problem. Uh, Maurice, what do you want to try to do here? Anything new? Yeah, I feel like digging. I don't really have a good tool to dig with. You're not even sure where to dig. There's just snow and ice all over the place. Oh, gee. Oh, gee, man. Uh, I guess I'll keep poking around. Okay, two D6s. Roll well, Come light please. a torch. I don't know how well that would work. Say, I'd probably start swearing yeah, at this point. Yeah, I'll just keep poking around. I feel like that's my best bet. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to die a cool death, like, fighting something. Like, Emily's probably like, fucking snow. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? Go ahead and roll 2d6s. No, nothing. You still, you still, like, again, it's the same thing. You're not finding anything. I can't uh, spend a thing to uh, make it a six, can I? Sure, I'll take one for that. This is, this is, chaos. these are cast I am having you roll. And if any of them are a six, then yeah, um, something might happen. Fuck it. <laughs> okay. So you spent it. And you, uh, you, you kind of, you're moving it around, moving around. And as you, as you go to pull your staff out, you see that it, it kind of rips something up with you. Like, like something comes up with it and you can see that it's, it's Emily's, uh, like flagon of, of water that she carries or like her flask. And you know that you're in the, basically in the right area. Uh, I'll call out. I think I found her. And Emily, you hear, you hear the sound of Maurice screaming. At that point, very close to you. Uh, I think she would scream back. And I, I think you're going to take 17 points of physical peril. <gasps> and Erave, you hear the sound of a woman singing. I need you to roll. I need you to roll a resolve test. Uh oh. And you're an elf, right? Yes. Make it hard. Oh dear. Did I die? Did you go incapacitated? Yes. Not yet, but you will soon. So the rules for suffocation is that you can keep, you can hold your breath for a number of minutes equal to your your brawn bonus, and after mm-hmm. that, that's when you start taking those additional perils. So you, so once I started rolling those extra perils, when I was saying you were, you know, ten minutes had passed, and so now they basically have another, well, for you eight minutes, another eight minutes to find you, and give you some air before you die. Okay. The bright side is that Maurice just. F- kind of found the area so he really just has to start digging on his next turn which I'm sure he will his head's down so um Erevay failed her resolve Erevay you feel a compulsion to follow this uh, singing voice so Erevay is trying to turn because we finally heard where Emily is and that is logically where she wants to go you didn't um but she finds herself going in a different direction yeah well you, she would have heard no you wouldn't have Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> your <laughs> your ears are taken over by the sound of this this uh, this woman singing, uh, and you begin to move in the direction of that singing. Uh, meanwhile, right. Hubert, you manage to uh, clear out enough space that drunk uh, between the two of you can you guys can just muscle the rest of the way up. Ice, snow falling. Drunk, you're a little bruised and scratched here and there, but you're all right. I'll take some deep breaths and say thank you very much. 
Yeah, right. But did you see Emily? Did she fall with you? She was behind me. I don't know what happened. Unless she's over here, you knobs. So you look around and you can see like a dog just digging for a bow and Maurice is just tearing things up as best he can. Uh, And with the two of you probably going over to help thereafter, uh, I'm going to say that you're able to get to Emily before uh, she dies. However, she is incapacitated. You pull her out. She's unconscious. We'll we'll treat her as unconscious. You can kind of smack her a little bit to wake her up, but she uh, she she took the she took the worst of it. You can see that there's a fairly large gash in the back in her back where it kind of tore through her clothing. And she's bleeding from the back. You can see she's got she's got a big welt on her forehead. Uh, likely she took a, a head injury on her way down. You can see her hands have started to kind of go blue at the tips as she was kind of scraping away. She's all right. She's okay, but she's pretty beaten up. Um, it's at that point, you all all four of you kind of look at each other and you realize you don't see Arave. Where where was she at? Was she down here helping look for us? Yeah, she was here a second ago. Wasn't she getting horses? Yeah, they're all up there, don't you see them? And you you can't see them oh. from here. Oh, like you, yeah. <laughs> like Forty dollars down a freaking You can't see them. What's wrong with you? Um, go ahead and roll. If anybody wants to roll an awareness test. First, I will be a gentleman and give Emily my jacket, cloak. Okay. I rolled a three. I needed a thirty-eight. Okay. I'll be a bird man and give Emily some smelling salts. Yeah, Wait, always gonna be Hubert for the drugs. Time. I like how we have a quack salver now, but it's still Hubert who's the drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you can go ahead and take some smelling salts, take a point of corruption, uh, but you do move back up to ignore three, so you're no longer incapacitated. Uh, you also have a coat now that's covering you. You might have lost one or two items, but you feel like all your mm-hmm. major stuff is still there. Uh, drunk, as you're looking, you see tracks uh, heading westward. You see these fairly deep foots, you know, footsteps as sunken into the ice heading westward. Um, and that's when you start to hear the sound of a, of a woman sort of singing and it's wafting towards you from this cave uh, that's a little bit further westward in, the, in this now open fissure. I'm uh, yell at him about the tracks and I'm going to start following him. Okay. So uh, you hear, everyone hears him say that as, as, the, as both Hubert and, and Maurice are tending to Emily. At this point, we'll say Emily is no longer incapacitated. Definitely, you're woozy and not feeling great, but you're you've got your your wits without with you know about you again. The two of you can see drunk beginning to mush off westward. Uh, what do you all want to do? Uh, Follow, yeah. yeah. Movement would keep me warmer than just staying in one place. Okay. Uh, so you guys travel off and in the direction, and you come right up to the opening of this cave, and all of you can hear it. Um. Let's see. Hubert, human. Maurice, human. Emily, human. Drunk, you are. Uh, ogre. Ogre. Okay. Um, all of you can hear it. Can't really make it out too much. Um, sort of, it's 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 a kind of a lovely sound. It almost sounds like humming. It's, it's the most peculiar, odd thing. I want all of you to go ahead. Roll a resolve test. Uh, you can make it a routine. I turned down my hearing aids. I can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a success with a 10. Okay. 18 I'm not pass. rolling well today. Oh, I failed. Okay. Seven points of mental peril as you start to, you're now suffering from stress. So 
you can see that the sort of snowy tracks led up to this cave, uh, but then they stop because the snow and the ice kind of they dribble down right in front of it, and you can duck your head underneath the cave opening and go inside, but it seems as they lead right up to this cave. All of you would have to like duck under. It's it's not that not that high a, a ceiling. Okay. I'm gonna be really careful ducking under. After just being buried, I don't want to like get buried by going in somewhere. I want to be real careful and look around. And okay. call out to follows well. Okay. I'll call out to Erve, see if she responds. And she does not. Uh, so you climb down. It's very dark. Anyone pop out a lantern or a torch or anything? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't have a spare hand to do that, so I'm going to keep my spear. <laughs> should get a lantern attachment for your hand. Oh, that's a good idea. Or yeah. a miner's helmet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. or Emily. I just whip it out, <laughs> put a new one. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Uh, so Drong's got a, got a torch or a lantern out. And is and you guys are kind of moving forward. It's uh, you you kind of have to like bend over a little bit, drunk. You're not you're a little too tall. The rest of you, once you, once the initial fall of the ice and snow that that sort of slid down into the cave opening, once you're past that little decline and onto the basic cave floor, which is fairly rough terrain, uh, the rest of you can kind of stand up straight. You have to duck out of the way of certain drops here and there. It's this kind of bluish gray rock, lots of ice. Um, you can see these strange striations along the sides uh, that that kind of scratches almost uh, in some of the uh, in some of the stone. Um, but as you continue to move, um, eventually uh, you see that split. Uh, one of the paths heads in a what you would imagine is like a northeasterly direction and requires you to kind of climb up and over this handful of rocks uh, and then just do like an army crawl for a bit if you wanted to get through it. The other one seems to decline. It goes, seems to go down slightly into the northwest. What would, the, what would you four like to do? Is there any way we can tell which way the singing's coming from? Yeah, go ahead and roll eavesdrop. Standard. Yep. I wanted to do the same, but oh, it doesn't oh. matter. Okay. Great <laughs> um, success. So you are very confident it's coming from the northwest. And that confidence kind of gets your head back in the game a bit. You can go ahead and move one step up on the peril threshold track. As yes. you're feeling a little bit more Thank like you. you kind of know where stuff is. You're also quite confident that is not Arave's voice. Okay. Um, I'll let the group know. This isn't like the song that Cressida was singing or anything, right? You you can't understand it. You, you oh, I can't even yeah, understand you don't, it. Okay. You don't, yeah, you don't even understand the words. You don't, I mean, you think they're words or it could just be someone humming, but like it's, okay. it's indistinguishable to you. Got it. So you, uh, you continue walking and eventually uh, you see a figure uh, out in front and you can see that Arave is standing right in front of this the end of the cave and she's just staring at this opening that is no longer rock but it instead seems to be a sheath of ice just pure ice and you can see that there is this peculiar pattern that is in this ice and she seems completely affixed by it like just 
just watching, staring at it, kind of looking at it, almost as if she's trying to figure something out. And there's this is a dead end. There's no other way to go other than this this somewhat translucent sheath of ice. And she's standing there, by the way, without light. And when you walk up to her and kind of look at her, you can see as you, you peek around, you see that her eyes are glowing this very light blue color. And she's just sort of staring forward. And you can see her skin has got this strange blue tint to it all of a sudden, as if she's you know, drowned in a frozen lake and was recently pulled out. It, is it like the kind of blue that happened with Lavinia when she was acting crazy? Uh, no, Lavinia was more, she was growing things on her. Okay. Like Can was, I like yeah. shake her and try and get her attention? Yeah, you do. And you don't. You shake her and then she does not seem to be paying too much attention to you at all. Emily's response to things that confuse her are to punch them. Okay. I want to punch the translucent ice wall. Okay. Um, okay. So roll a D6. Six. Okay. Holy shit. <laughs> okay. When you look at this ice wall, it's this strange sort of weaving little line with all of these little dashes that go off to one side or the other. And it's all within, it's almost like geometric in the way it looks. And you just look, look, kind of focus in on one of these little curly parts and you just punch it as hard as you can. And the entirety of that ice sheath shatters, it just shatters. And there's just nothing but broken shards of ice on the ground in front of you. And you feel this gust of cold, moist air just push right into all of you and you all are kind of knocked back save Erevé as the rest of you are just sort of stumbling from the force of it you feel those of you who have any kind of facial hair you can feel little ice particulates like as you reach into your face and kind of like wipe them off that probably weren't there a second ago your eyes your eyebrows and such and you look forward and you can see that the like that that way in the cave is now open and Erevé begins to step forward and through it. Sorry, Erevé, you failed. <laughs> I'm going to try oh, no, and stop her from going that way and make her come back with us. Okay. How are you going to do that? I'm going to grab her. I'm going to grab her and like pick her up and try and throw her over my shoulder. Okay. Uh, so you reach out and you grab her. Roll a coordination test. That's a fail. So you reach out and you put your hand on her shoulder and you go to kind of turn her and pick her up. And it's at that moment that from the darkness ahead through that tunnel, this shard of ice emerges from the darkness and embeds into your shoulder. You're going to take plus 12, 17 points of damage as he's now got this long spear of ice sticking out of his shoulder and you can see it stick out his back as well. Okay. That was bad. Don't do that. And then Erevé disappears into the darkness in front of you. What? Come back? <laughs> uh, okay. Emily regrets that decision, but that was her natural reaction, so we're sticking with it. Mm -hmm. uh, she's going to get out Bear's uh, shield that okay. she took okay. and uh, kind of like hold that up with her one hand and have her danger fist ready and she's gonna follow after. Okay. All right, what are the rest of you doing? 
I'm gonna follow Emily. Single file. <laughs> yeah, meet you. I'm, I'm gonna be in the back after okay. getting the ice shard out. I'm gonna try and like take that I'm out. I'm tiny, so I can probably protect Maurice. But your your big ogre body is just like oh, I, I'm not happy right now. That hurt. I'm gonna pull this ice spear out of draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no problem. You start to move forward, and you can, uh, as you take a couple steps in, you notice that the ground has completely changed. Up until this point, it's been it's been rock, and obviously snow and ice here and there on to, over top of it, like a little sheath or layer. When you look down now, you are walking on frozen water. You look to the right, you look to the left, frozen water. You look above you, frozen water. It's this jagged wall jagged ceiling, jagged floors that you have to be kind of careful as you step over, but you see no real signs anymore of like rock. You see no real signs anymore of stone, anything like that. No real snow. Everything's just ice. Uh, it's It begins to taper outward as well. It's a fairly narrow opening at first, and eventually it tapers wider until the opening becomes about 10 yards wide. And you can see that just up in front of you, there is Arave, but you're still going in a kind of relatively straight direction. Not only is it tapered off to the sides, but it tapers up. And so you can see that you begin to have this really kind of expansive cavern. And when you look above you, you can see that there are these long, it's hard to really describe them, but they're basically pillars or columns of ice that just begin to go relatively vertically. And they kind of expand outward almost like mushrooms at the top not not fully that kind of mushroom top but they have kind of a a a broadening like almost like conal at the very top and there's these other drippings of stalactites that are are hanging down and as you step you can you hear the shuddering of one as it just falls and then kind of gets like it's caught in a current of some kind and comes flying directly towards uh, the tunnel that you guys are coming out of but you're able to, with the shield, kind of like hold it up and everyone crouches and you just are able to just very slightly deflect it and it smashes against the ground. Erevay continues to move forward a bit. Um, it's at this time that Erevay, you're starting to kind of get your senses back. Uh, okay. for, the, for the past 20 minutes, there's been another voice in your head. You feel very confident there's been another voice at your head. You've been... You've been a, kind of aware of what's been going on, but you've been distracted by this other voice. This, this It was a, a frustration that seemed to grow for a while with this other voice until eventually like something, like they were trying to communicate with you and you weren't picking up on it and you weren't picking up on it. And finally, there's like resignation. And okay. you know that there is someone up ahead that's calling to you, like literally calling to you that needs your help. Did I recognize the voice or what they were saying or any of that? No, you never like that. That was part of the frustration. Like, but you can definitely sense that they, you know, just just help is this sort of okay. like there's distress. Okay, but I now have my faculties about me. I can mm-hmm. see my surroundings. And you turn around and you can see your yeah. friends are coming and they're all kind of hiding behind this shield. As you turn around, you also notice that the way back, a little sheath and wall of ice has now blocked the path backward. Have I had awareness of where I've been traveling or would I be completely surprised to find myself surrounded by frozen ice? You have a vague recollection of everything that happened. It's kind of like 
you were in a car ride and kind of dozing off, but not fully asleep. Got it, got it. Okay. Kind of thing. Okay. Do any of us see her turn around? Yeah, she turns around and she's still got that kind of odd complexion about her, but her eyes have sort of begun to diffuse back. But you can see it almost as if she's like de-thawing in a way. Um, I'm going to yell at her when she turns around and say, Eric, come back. <laughs> I, there's, there's someone that needs our help up ahead. Uh, we, we need, we need to go help them. Who needs help under how far do I think that we fell? Maybe 40, 50 yards. You might have even gone deeper when you crawl through the cave. Who needs 50 yards, help 50 yards underneath ice? Like, what is down here? Well, I, I don't know, but if you look behind, the, the way back has been sealed. So while we're here, we might as well just uh, go forward and figure out what's we, going on. We broke it to get in here. We can break it to get out. This is crazy. We just both almost suffocated. And Hervé yeah. didn't really know that because she just kind of came down and then <laughs> yeah, because so. horses were more important to you. <laughs> uh, so Hervé, um, I think is just going to continue on towards whatever needs help. Okay. Yeah. So you continue further into the cave, and again, it's beginning to get wider and taller and broader as you go further in. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, Emily's telling her, wait up as she's hustling to to get up there. See if this ice barrier that was put up is passable. So, Yeah, you go back. So you go back and you see that same sort of image is up on the up on the ice. It's kind of reflected now because you're on the other side of it, but it's sort of there. It's like reformed. You can you can see that the shards of ice from where you shattered it have have, have gone away. You You actually imagine maybe it just sort of reformed in some fashion. Can I think about uh, any kind of uh, story that this might be that I could maybe remind her that this isn't a safe thing to be doing in the middle of the north? Is there kind of like any stories that have been told about something like this where people get dragged into or lured into a cave or something? Uh, You can roll folklore or incantation. Incantation, I would say you can make it uh, routine. If you do folklore, make it hard. Time for uh, Siren Part Two. Little bit. I was we thinking about that when I was typing up my notes. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a fail. Okay. No, I mean like definitely. There's there's stories about people kind of getting getting the itch, you know, like traveling north for different reasons and sort of just disappearing. Some people do it; they just kind of go off to the north and hunt whatever's there. Some people, it's the pull of chaos. Uh, others, it's whispers and voices of of some nature but they don't return people don't come back so it's hard to really know exactly what happened and you personally haven't felt this yourself so um but there's you know there's that there's absolutely there's rumors this is this is definitely not something unheard of to you but the specifics of which and something that you could potentially make be actionable information yeah you don't have anything like that okay i'm just gonna keep going being careful trying to make sure we can prevent if anything bad happens uh, could if, Maurice try and recall something too? If I was Bear, I would like bring up so much shit right now, but I'm yep. not. <laughs> I know that's the sad thing is that we've lost. Like you know, if we had Lavinia, this could be a more interesting moment. Uh, but uh, but Ashley, Ashley didn't want to take one for the team. Uh, so I'm just kidding. I'm just te- I'm totally teasing. I'm just totally teasing. So if Erve noticed that everyone went back to look at the door, um, she'll kind of take a look at the ice sheet 
door covering thingy. You want to go back? Uh, if everybody else did, um, I'm like I'm not planning to not go forward, but I'll kind of look at whatever they're looking at. Okay. Uh, Maurice, um, you, uh, you've heard, you, you are an interesting, interesting position. Um, being originally from the Rhine in the military, uh, came up here, spent some time in the Umbat Noor. Now you have this weird confluence of knowledge now. Yes. And you know, that stories have been told, um, about various, uh, expeditions that have come North that have always resulted in something awful happening. And, you know, everything that's sort of come back from that has always been a certain level of superstition uh, about this, this ruin, this area, hence the name. And you would also know that there is emerging within the, the Rhine itself, this idea of this kind of wintry woman, this um, figure of almost godly like uh, reverence by certain outsiders uh, that uh, is sort of living or entombed or um, enthroned somewhere within the icy north uh, and calls uh, and bids people forward. Uh, you, uh, with that role, I'll say you would also know that one of the common names for this is uh, is the Witch Queen, and you would also know that there are these um, little nursery rhymes and such that kids play. They call her all sorts of different names um, as well. I'll share some of that with everyone. Like this reminds me of uh, the Witch Queen. Her influence spreads over this area. Uh, we should probably get the hell out of here right now. I've been Ronto. forgetting out of here since I uh, almost suffocated in a snow death prison. Uh, we just need to get like Aravate out of here somehow. Oh, I'm I'm aware. That's that's what I've been trying to do, but she doesn't want to listen to me. Then I'll rush in after and try and kidnap her out. She's right there. She came back, she said. Oh, she the last back. time I touched her, I got stabbed with ice. I'm not touching her again. <laughs> I came back to look at the door with everybody. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see if I can bust our way out of here. Okay, go ahead. We're all in attack. Attack incoming. <laughs> it hits. Yep. Yeah, it hits, and you start carving away at the ice. Um, you uh, you make a, a couple decent hits, uh, but uh, you don't really seem to make much uh, make much headway on it. Anyone want to give me a hand? I mean, sure. I didn't think it'd be that hard. She just punched it and it shattered like glass. Emily's going to look at Dronk. Like, you saying I I got a weak punch? (laughs) No, I'm saying you punched it and it looked like it shattered like glass and he just stabbed it with a lance and nothing happened. I would think that that would be the opposite. I'm saying he's got a weak stab. Mm, Do I don't. I'm, I'm going to be on the lookout for more things getting launched at us. Okay. I mean, like, you're, I mean, you see Hubert hacking away at this and nothing seems to be happening. Maurice will hold the light. It's going to supervise. <laughs> okay. The young lads can do the heavy lifting. Sure. Go ahead, try and hit it, drunk. Okay. I will try and hit it. Go ahead. I'm going to have that song stuck in my head. I miss ice. 
Yeah, you um I mean you're 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 blo- you're putting everything into it and it's no, yeah, nothing really seems to go through. Like you're like you're not missing, you're just not getting through is really what's happening. Like you're very clearly hitting. It's not like you're whiffing at the wall. Like that would be embarrassing. Um, How <laughs> the hell did you break this ice in one punch? What the hell? So Erve um kind of not seeing anything interesting on the door is going to repeat the fact that our way out is being blocked. So it seems like it'd be a good idea to just continue on forward. There is someone that needs our assistance and just start walking back in the other direction. Why are you the only one who knows that someone needs our assistance? Did you not see your zombie self walk in here all crazy to someone singing? Like, that's weird, Erve. We're like way under the ground. That's like that's like demon stuff, Erave. Just want to point out once again, we're like fifty feet down under the earth in ice, trapped, and somebody needs our help. Yeah, a demon. Let's go. Yeah, this we just tried to go, and that didn't work. So, what else would you recommend that we do? I There's want a way to hit forward. It. Go ahead. Before we tr- go somewhere else. Watch, I'm gonna whiff or something awful. Four. Oh, I yeah. Four. Nice. You smash away at it, just like Hubert. Just like, just like an old drunk. You just can't seem to get your way through. You feel pretty confident about it. Like you, you, you threw it into your your arm is actually shaking from the edit, but yeah, it's not quite working. We'll just have to find another way. If only we had better tools for this, like a pickaxe or something. So at this point, Aramay is going to see that everybody that's strong that could have done damage to the door has tried. Um, no, you just want to go to the weird demon thing. Yeah, we're just moving further because we can't go back. We'll just find another I way. want Aramay to plug her ears before we go forward. Uh, Aramay will share that it, it wasn't necessarily coming from outside. I had a voice in You my had head. a voice in your head and you want to go talk and meet that voice. <laughs> Because that makes sense, Arave. It if doesn't. We, if we find a turnoff as we go, or We're we can just stand here all day. Down. We can stand here all day and punch the ice wall, I suppose, or we can move forward. And Arave's just going to turn around and okay. walk. God. Sure. Y'all follow her. All right. Begin moving further in. And again, the, the cavern just tapers outward and upward, and it becomes bigger until it's just this huge cavern. As tall as these these huge trees or these these pillars of ice, which at the base are you know there's kind of like a, a like an upside down funnel, and then there's like a very narrow pillar, and then at the very top it kind of funnels outward, and you can see far above you, probably about seventy yards above you, there's this long sheet of ice, and it's not perfect, but like there's all sorts of these chunks of ice hanging down from it. And there's a little bit of light that's cascading into it, giving the whole massive cavern here this sort of bluish feel to it. Uh, you notice around you when you look for walls, like all the walls themselves, again, it's not rocky whatsoever. You don't see any rock at all. It's just all like you're literally traveling through ice. And at a certain point, as you look forward and you can see that there's about a dozen of these different pillars all over the place, you notice one thing that's a little bit different. And that's one of them uh, towards uh, the middle part of the pillar where it's supposed to be at its narrowest. There is this massive bulge, this 
this huge fixture of some kind encased in ice. Uh, and it's uh, probably about halfway up to the ceiling, so about 35 yards or so up this uh, up this pillar of ice. And you can see in the middle of it, just this huge, like, really long, wide protrusion of some kind. And it's just encased in ice. Is there any sort of contraption or anything that we know of that is somewhat similar to this? Oh, I mean, you don't even know what it is yet to tell what it is. Uh, roll an awareness test or scrutinize test if you want. Look really closely at it as you move a little closer to it. Look up, see what you can see. That's a fail. Yeah, it just looks like a big, awkwardly, incredibly long, dozens and dozens of, of feet long and wide. Longer than it is wide. Uh, tall as well. And it's just... It's just suspended in the middle of this this icy pillar, thirty five to forty yards above you, halfway to the ceiling of this this cavern. Can't quite see what it is. It's just like there's there's too much ice covering it. Well, that doesn't look like a way out. So should we just keep looking around? <laughs> keep on looking for a way out since we're here. Aravay wants to climb the column. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll. And I also look at it. Of course. Twenty scrutinize. Uh, as you're staring at it, a couple of people holding torches and lanterns, the light kind of reflecting off some of the icy surfaces. Uh, you, you think you see like panels of wood. It's a ship. It's the ship. It's in fact looks like a ship now that you walk the full extent of it. It's a fairly long ship. It's a big ship too. It's the, it's a, it's a hull of a ship. I have notes, but I don't have notes. Like, Emma Lee doesn't have these notes. This is where everyone was, like, burning. Lavinia has these notes. Uh, There was one previous encounter with a ship and ice, and yeah, there's fire and such. And there's, like, a cove where one of, like, the largest ships sunk or something. Oh, or something. (laughs) (laughs) Erebe would like to Try to shimmy up that column. Okay. Go ahead and roll athletics test. It's icy, so this is going to be challenging. Like, Yeah, yeah. Unless you've got some kind of spiked boots gear. that I don't know about. Of course. We picked that up before we left. Why wouldn't we? No, she just duct taped knives to her feet. Arrowheads. That's a success. 39. Okay. Yeah. You start climbing up. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? You see Erevé just start to shimmy up this thing like it's an apple tree. I'm going to stand underneath her to try and catch her if she slips, because that may happen. Okay. Erevé's going to yell down, because Emily would have shared, like, this is a ship. There's, We should take a look and see what this is. It's not every day you get to find a sunken ship that you can actually, like, go inside. Yeah, because this is normal, Erevé. Can I also try to climb up? Not with that attitude. <laughs> Emily's been very negative. <laughs> Emily's been grouchy. <laughs> and she did almost just suffocate. Almost just suffocate. Yeah, she's terrified. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go ahead and roll. Athletics. Uh, challenging. Maurice is just going to stay at the bottom and hold up a light. Damn. Yeah, I'm too old for this shit. Okay. Emily just tries to start and then she just slides yeah. down. Keeps sliding down. Do you have anything in your equipment that can help you? Um... Not really. I mean, I have 
my danger fist, so that doesn't help me with climbing. <laughs> Cuber, is there anything you're doing? Yeah, I'm going to search around the base instead of climbing all this. Sure. Uh, roll an awareness test. Yes. You start moving around the base um, of this particular pillar. Uh, it's pretty, it's, it's fairly round. It's probably got a diameter of about mm, 20 yards or so. Um, you can see that the it, it, it gradually at a, at a fairly steep angle eventually weaves up to a, a pillar of uh, probably about half that width. And it's within that pillar almost inexplicably that this big ass ship is sort of encased. Um, you notice as you're looking around uh, that frozen into the floor around you. You can see a bunch of bodies. So Trovi? Mm, no. Dang it. That'd be close look at the bodies. Yeah, they look. Uh, they look like fr- they. I mean, they they look a lot like slender sailors. Uh, definitely, definitely seen better times. Are they human? Mm, it's hard to tell underneath the ice. Are they intact mm-hmm. or like skeletons? They look intact. I mean, they've been frozen in ice for who knows how long. What if we melt them and they'll come back to life? That's up to you. As everybody's climbing, she's going to call down and say, like, anybody else going to come up? It's not every day you get a chance to look at this. I mean, toss a rope down? Or we could try and toss a rope up to Hervé or something. The first way makes way more sense. (laughs) (laughs) We're just, we're like, Hervé, catch this! Sure if you can throw 35 yards vertically upwards. I'm sure that's that the easiest path. Yeah, but it's ropes. It's just a little noodle. That <laughs> just got to catch it, and that's going to be difficult. Lose uh, my grip on the column. So you drop a rope. Uh, when you get to the base of the ship, you can see that the ice gets much rougher here, and you can actually see like there's little icicles that are hanging. Some of them quite large. Um, the ship itself, when you can, when you get close, you realize there's a, a, maybe a foot or two sheath, like sh- like layer of ice maybe more between the outer edge of the ice and the actual wooden parts of the boats itself um you realize it would probably be easier if you were to be on top of the ship to tie it off there uh i don't know how much rope you've got but that would probably require at least about 60 70 yards worth of rope probably not that much (laughs) yeah but you can go ahead and tie it off down here as best you can let it dangle and hope for the best as people climb up. Uh, I'll go for it. Okay, Hubert, roll two d6s. Okay, Hubert, you managed to climb all the way up, no problem. Can I try next again? Sure, two d6s. Yeah, you managed to climb all the way up, no problem. All of you are kind of finding these little ledges and nooks and crannies within the rougher parts of this ice sheath to kind of cling to. It's still very dangerous up here, and you have a long D6s way to fall. D6s are such a terrifying role. Especially since I have four <laughs> misfortune points, and if I really yeah. wanted to be a dick and just burn one of them, then y'all did. Uh, I'm going to look at Maurice and be like, you first or me? And this very defeated <laughs> voice of just what the absolute fuck is happening. Uh, well, uh, boost me up, will you? <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll boost him up. Okay. Two D sixes, Maurice. Maurice, you get up just fine. Uh, I'm gonna make sure to grab 
carefully and just be very sad when my weight breaks <laughs> this rope. Two D sixes. Okay, none of you rolled sixes. Wow. I'm not gonna burn, but if that's a jerk thing to do, so I'm not gonna do it. If it happened naturally to one of you, one of you would have fell, but it didn't. All of you managed to dodge rolling a six. So you all are now dispersed around the undercarriage of this of this ship along the sides and these kind of clinging as best you can to specific ledges of ice where it just happened to form in a safe safe way. What do you want to do? Okay, we're, we're here. Okay. So you start climbing up the side. Some of you go up the starboard. Some of you up the port. Some of you go up uh, the stern. Some of you go up the the bow. There's other parts of the ship. And all of you, one by one, get up to the deck. You realize the deck is coated in about 10 feet where the ice kind of rough. You can see that most of the mass is broke. Probably about half the mass is broken off, the central mass of the ship. And as all of you begin to huddle around this broken mass that is sticking up out of the ice like a popsicle, you look down and you can see bound to the, the actual mass itself beneath the ice. You can see that there is a woman and there's all sorts of layers of rope that have been wrapped around her as she's been tied to the base of the mast itself. She's got this kind of long frozen black blue hair features that definitely give off an elvish ancestry. And as you're staring there and looking at her, you see her head suddenly move and look up at you all and smile. Oh gosh! What the fuck are you? Oh my god! Abandoned ship. What the fuck?